So, you're single and you're ready to mingle, but you don't know where to start. You could go to the bar, but that's kind of intimidating. You could try online dating, but we all know how that can go. Speed Dating from Eventy brings you completely inclusive events, welcoming people of all genders and sexualities. Whether you identify as LGBTQ+, or not, Eventy Speed Dating is the perfect opportunity for you to put yourself out there and have a laugh with friends. Their events take place in Glasgow, Edinburgh and Newcastle, with plans to expand to other cities in the UK. And let me tell you, these events are not to be missed. You might just find your next partner in crime, or at least a great story to tell your friends. Grab your tickets on theeventy.com and join us for an unforgettable night of laughter, fun and maybe even a little bit more. Speed Dating by Eventy. Unique, inclusive events for all. Right, the true question is, what do we have for breakfast? I'll go first, because I, I love giving people some time to speak and think, right? So, for me for breakfast, I woke up, I had coffee and yoga, because I'm a wanker. Um, and then I had cereal. It was crunching up cornflakes, but off-brand crunching up cornflakes. It was medium disappointing, but I looked through the window and thought to myself, this hope after all. <laughs> That's what I had for breakfast. What were you? Super casual. Well, first, you've got your breakfast at the moment that you oh, can't. I've got a niche You've got a niche interest in your breakfast at the moment, don't you? Uh, what is it? I'm really into bagels at the moment. Yes, I love I've a bagel. I've found a combination of oh. brioche and banana. <gasps> so a brioche bagel and Tesco. A brioche bagel? So is it like a soft bagel? It's like a normal bagel, but it's like a brioche Ooh. bread bagel. So That's I've been exciting. having that with banana. Love it, love which it, love is lovely. it. So I've had my bacon. Bit of cinnamon. That would be nice. I've not yeah. done that yet, but it sounds nice. It's so it with I the had cinnamon. That. <laughs> and I had a latte. With love it. a latte, nice. love a latte. What about you? So at the present moment, I'm pretty much eating a kind of tropical fruit oat usually <laughs> thing with coconut milk yeah. because I'm also an absolute wanker. Love coconut milk. Uh, so the thing is, what I do is I'll leave it in the cereal and then I'll like take that like work in the morning and then I'll come back. I mean, by that point, it's almost like overnight oats. Oh, it's so no, 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 it's, it's, it's not in the fridge, but it's it's kind of like overnight oats. It kind of soaks it up That's because nice. it's oats based, and it's it's quite pleasant to eat. And yeah, yeah, because yeah. the flavour with yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. because there's bits of fruit, there's like papaya and pineapple and stuff like that. So oh, it kind of binds its way like that. So it's, it's lovely. It's genuinely, genuinely lovely. Delicious. Um, I'll be honest. My preference for coffee in the morning now is either espresso or black. Basically because I get free coffee all the time now and I'm like, why did I not leave work sooner? Because I would have saved hundreds of pounds of coffees. That's so expensive. It is like what well, it's like <laughs> five pounds for coffee now. It is yeah. wild, but anyway. Um so wait, Natalie, what's your first name again? Paul. Paul. Okay. Natalie Paul. We're not doing second names, right? Just to yeah. keep everyone all like stop you from getting stop, stop Google friendly. Yeah, 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 exactly, right? What am I doing? I'm doing a podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Don't Date Me podcast. I'm Jamie, a six foot four bisexual man. I am 38 years old. I am so close to being 40. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. Right now, I'm in All Bar One in Glasgow on a street, which is also in Glasgow. 
I'm currently being fancy, I'm having an espresso with tonic water, which sounds disgusting, but it is actually a delight. It's a summer delight. But most excitingly enough, I am joined with the owner, owners, owner, owner, and business life partner, partner, <laughs> business life partner, yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, silent partner? No? I'm very rarely silent. <laughs> Very loud. <laughs> yeah, very loud, very loud <laughs> partner. partner. Um, uh, of the eventy, yay! So by this point, you'll know all about this. It's our 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 first. Well, actually, technically speaking, not our first sponsor, but our first proper sponsor. So thank you <laughs> for your support. Um, it has been a pleasure making people know about the community building you're doing in Glasgow and across the UK. And yeah, so I'm excited to sit down and just have a chat. Also, post speed dating event that we that me and the boys went to, which was really funny. And then I guess you guys can ask me about it. You can quiz me and feel free to ask anything you want. Um, and then we'll just have a wee chat about you know the business and stuff and like what the plans are for it all. So, Natalie, tell me a little bit about yourself and also how you found your way into making this business. What's your thoughts? Because was it is it something that came to yourself? Was it your own idea? Well, you can absolutely definitely answer that because you can talk. <laughs> right, watch. Why did you start your event? Ignore that. Why did you start doing your events? No, stop looking at that. It doesn't matter that that's it. You were talking about it a I've minute ago. Eh? I've got a Well, this is the other thing as well. Like, it depends whether you're comfortable or not, but you can talk about your own experience as well. Because for me, for instance, me and Sarah have been very transparent about our, well, as transparent as we're legally allowed to be <laughs> regarding many situations, but also our own uh, struggles with mental health and and all that kind of stuff. So for me, you know, through the podcast, I've really talked about, I wasn't planning to effectively talk about my dyslexia. I also wasn't planning on talking about my ADHD, but ultimately, if it wasn't for Vincent being on episode one of the podcast, and some people from the first season who would listen to the podcast would be like, where's Vincent at? Vincent was busy. He had a whole load of things going on. Um, but he made a reference at one point to me about me being having ADHD, and I was so annoyed that I was like, I don't have ADHD, I'll show you. So I actually paid to get assessed for it, and it was very expensive. Um, and I pure do have it. <laughs> Significantly so. Um, to the point where they were like, do you want medication? And so I've decided to go down the route of no medication, because ultimately, uh, if I'm really mindful about what I put into my body, for the most part, aside from tequila, oops, uh, and also just counterbalance it with yoga and exercise, usually everything's a-okay. So like, feel free to talk about, you know, the kind of your struggles or you know that stuff as well. There's been plenty of them, hasn't there? <laughs> struggles like you had to come to grips with a whole pile of things, didn't you? Yeah. So like, the reason that you started it originally was because you had shitty dating experiences. <laughs> I just realised I'm allowed to swear that. Yeah. Point. Just make sure. Just make sure. Yeah. I'm dropping all the f bombs well, on the last season, so yeah. Yeah, you found it. Did you meet each other through the speed dating thing? No, but 
I'd be very weird. LGBTQ event for being hurt. I mean, we're never going to. I know, but you, you could have been at the bar. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fair. That's fair. A bit unprofessional. But yeah, no. But we did meet on dating app, didn't we? Oh wow. Yeah, that's a okay, okay. But that's interesting because the person. Oh, I'll edit that back out. Never mind. Yeah, we'll yeah, tell you yeah, about yeah, that yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to start talking about my dating life there. You had <laughs> less than excellent experiences on dating apps, right? Yeah. I've in never, what way? I've never used dating apps before. I think I just didn't like the whole process of it. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. It feels a little bit inauthentic, right? Yeah. Almost like you're on Amazon or There's something. There's a lot like of effort and texting. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you do find yourself in horrendous situations and with texting. Like, I'm a bad texter in general. <laughs> oh no! I struggle to ever message people back. Yeah. And it was a lot of effort, and then you meet them in a day and you didn't like them anyway. Oh no! <laughs> do you have any juicy stories you want to share? <laughs> or, or is it a distant memory? Uh, <laughs> oh wait, how long have you guys been together now? I, I, I knew to you. Nice, okay, so yeah, a distant uh, memory. Quite a distant memory. That's good, that's probably a good thing, right? So yeah, so creating the safe space and then, yeah. And then, so how did you, where did the inspiration come from? Were you like sitting at work one day and then suddenly like ding? Because for instance, for the podcast, <laughs> I always say this, but the reason why it even exists is because Sarah said to me, we should make a podcast. And I was like, no. <laughs> and, then, and then she was like, no, no, we should do it. And that's really why it exists. So what was, what was your entry point for it? I think it was just like my bad experience with online dating. I think yeah. a lot of other people were saying the same things. Um, so I had to go for about you know, speed dating and everything, so it was something that I'd maybe wanted to, yeah. to try before, but when I was looking at it, there wasn't a lot. They weren't really inclusive, they were quite dated. Yeah. Um, and I think I just wanted to sort of create something new, a sort of modern approach to it. Um, there was no like LGBTQ plus ones like anywhere. Um, it wasn't something that I could see when I was Googling it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I just came up with the idea to just to give it a go and try it. And There's a very weird timeline in that one. Yeah, what was the timeline like, for so, it? Because <laughs> me and Natalie spoke about her doing something that she wanted to do. It was new. Like I said, you know, I. I mean, like a project boss, outside yeah, of work. Yeah, a project yeah. outside of work is probably the best way to put it. But like, you know, like I want to be my own boss. Yeah. So where do I start yeah. that? And it kind of started there. And then at the same time, that was when you started dealing with kind of your, both your sexuality and, and like your neurodivergence you know, and all that type of stuff and how you were going to... How do we, just for context of the audience, like are we cool talking about how we identify and stuff? Like what's the situations? Yeah, I mean... My name is Jamie. I am a cisgendered male. I am bisexual. I have been bisexual my whole life. So my name is. Why not clapping? Come on, clapping. My name is Paul. I'm a cisgendered male. I suppose I'm mostly straightish. Is I think there's definitely. We're doing a golf clap. No, and I think everyone sits everyone sits on like a spectrum. You know what I mean? So I don't believe in. I don't believe it's ever as black and white. Yeah, I get you. Like, because it never is. You know what I mean? Like. And where, where are you, Natalie? <laughs> are you a bisexual unicorn like me? Yes! How exciting. <laughs> so fun. But there was that, so there was, Natalie was dealing with her sexuality, yeah. and she was dealing with telling people about 
I think as well when it comes to like online dating and things, I think that can be quite a scary thing to explore for online dating. I think as well, like if you're just coming to course, yeah. as well, online dating for a bit much. So yeah. I think as well, like I just wanted to create like a little sort of safe space. As yeah. Well, the people is quite chill and like back, and people can go to meet new friends, meet new people. 100%. I mean, it's that's like scary, I think, yeah. sometimes, like, the dating yeah. apps. Because you do actually, you get, I mean, I was going to say bad messages, I don't mean it in a mad message way, but you, you do get messages quite a lot, like, is it suitable for a bisexual person to come to this? And it's like, I strange. Well, 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 yeah, well, we were talking about it in the car, it's in the scenario that, so say you want to date a man. In that situation, the fact that you're bisexual arguably is irrelevant. Yeah. Because in that situation, you're there to date a man, so it's technically no different from any of the other men who are there to date a man. And that, I yeah. know that that's not how the community views yeah, it yeah, at yeah. all in any way, shape, or form. But intrinsically, it's not. But the question comes up all the time, doesn't it? I mean, you get messages about bisexuality probably more than yeah. any, anywhere else. Like, even. Yeah. It's interesting because. Uh, Kizzy, who ha- hasn't been on the Don't Date Me podcast, but she was on the Don't Leave Me podcast. Throwback, subscribe on Apple Podcasts to unlock episodes. Um, she is bisexual, but she's getting married. And so she has this real real battle she finds where she is battling for um, acceptance from other people because she, for identity purposes, views herself 100% authentically as bisexual but because she's a woman and she's marrying a man and like, which is the most heteronormative thing you could possibly do um, you know, people always say to her oh well you're just straight or, or whatever and they minimise that aspect of her so it is really interesting like because I never thought about that for the speed dating thing because for me I'm at the point in life where I'm just like I am who I am, if you don't like it, fuck off <laughs> but, so, but you know, navigating the idea of someone navigating just coming out or someone who's completely closeted or someone who's got repressed issues or uh, all that kind of stuff but then combining and merging them with a group of people who are <laughs> weirdos like me who are like fully just like are who they are kind yeah. of thing it must be quite challenging sometimes Is there, has it ever been any like issues or anything on any of the nights like that or is it usually quite kind of community driven? Yeah, really, it's always been, it's, it's been a really lovely crowd, I'd say kind of every every time we've got like regulars that come back and that's nice. It's, everything's been pretty, it's pretty lovely mostly. There has been lots of times though where kind of like we touched on where the people that have shown up have been newly out like oh. in oh, yeah, some form or another. Like, that yeah. a lot, like, um, look at people, people say we've nearly come out um, they've not used any of the apps and they felt wow. comfortable oh, wow. to the events. That's really cool. So that's, that's good and that's kind of what I was going for when I set up to my user. That gives me hope because ultimately anyone that I spoke to recently, they have said, like everyone says that all these dating apps are terrible and it's because we are monetized as humans enough as it is online yeah. by tech companies. But ultimately, dating apps is the most predatory version of it because it's like it's the basic human need to connect with another and it's like monetize that and that's so problematic it's also predatory in another way which is there is anyone can be anyone they want to be when they're sending a small message to each other like you're not you know you know i mean you're not lying to each other's face you're not there's no body language there's no like, Case in point with that the episode yeah, we did where I made my own dating profile for Tinder and we crowdsourced <laughs> making the perfect Tinder profile, which is almost as fabricated after our process of trying to make it the perfect dating profile as it was when I had done it on my own. 
Um, sorry, what were you going to say? Um, oh, I think what I was saying is with the speed dating, it could much more effective, time effective as well. It is, like, yeah. Someone who's got like a good vibe, right? exactly. Just, like, you just talk to somebody that you don't know if you're going to click in real life when you meet, so yeah, that's so true. Also, dating apps people, there is there is very specific flaws that exist in dating apps that people have got. Oh, like, why don't you give us one? Well, so like, <laughs> let's go for it. It's season so, six, baby. So things like you know, <laughs> group pictures, pictures with animals, pictures with children, pictures yep. with random family yeah, members. Yeah, yeah. Filters. Filters. Oh, I hate filters when they look like animals and stuff. I'm like, that's not what you look like. And I get, but that's exactly it. But then on top of that, there's the other side spectrum where people putting up pictures yeah. that just don't like. Like, maybe you don't take a good picture, or maybe. And that's okay, yeah, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that's how you look at real life. Yeah. So like, the speed dating does change that because it then means that. Yeah. Person in front it levels of the playing field. It does. It definitely yeah. does because there's people definitely. that will be swiped by. Yeah. Because it's like window shopping. It is. That are actually <laughs> so true. That are actually d- delightful. Exactly. There's a couple of people that have came to your events who are genuinely lovely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Genuinely lovely. And you might not give those people a chance in dating apps. Actually, whereas you're kind of forced to go outside your usual time yeah. and speed dating, whereas if you're swiping, you have a specific type, you know what you're looking for, yep. and you're not maybe giving other people a chance. And I would say, reflecting on that, my experience for the speed dating, because uh, me, Jason, and James went to a speed dating event, it was really yeah. funny. I was the one that got us there in the first place, and then I was so resistant to going. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up having the most fun, I think. Uh, I, you know, the, interestingly, the people that I connected with the most were the ones that I would usually not think to, right? And I think my friend Gwen always gives me trouble because I literally use Tinder and some of these dating apps like Uber Eats, which is so, that's not healthy. That's not how it should be. That's really bad for me, my mental health and my well-being, right? Let alone the poor person that I end up going to date with. And I'm like, oh wait, you're terrible. Get out of my life. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so I think it was really interesting meeting people who, you know, I actually connected with, yeah. which, which should, and I, I feel weird saying that, like, oh, it was a surprise that I connected with someone. <laughs> like, that shouldn't be what, it, you know, life should be all about connections. So, yeah, it's exciting. So, go for it. Quiz me on my experience of your speed dating event. This is like you so, doing some so, research. So, so, that's actually what I was thinking. So, kind of just based on exactly what you said. Yeah, yeah. So, you were presented with a plethora of men. On a that platter, yes, shall we say. Yes, yes, a yes, silver yes, platter. Yes, yes. Of men that evening. But <laughs> what does that, like, so how did you find that experience? Like I said, so you were being, because like you said, so I said, instead of it being a, an aesthetic thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, like, and so because of my age, which yeah. I'm the same age as you, and because of my age, I always compare it to it's essentially it's essentially hot or not, right? Yeah. Like, like, like that's what that's what Tinder is. It's just the, you know, essentially. God, we, that we, website is such a throwback. Yeah, and it's also it's also incredibly toxic. If you're talking oh, about it. it's just, hell yeah! It's terrible, it's terrible. But that's when we were honest about how terrible the internet was. But yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like <laughs> so like if you're if you're removing it because you're. Being forced, forced is maybe a terrible way to describe Encouraged, it. Encouraged, yeah, nurtured. Yeah, no, but, yeah. but, but you have you have an obligation to talk to the person you've been put in front of yeah, for yeah. the amount of time that you're given. Where's so, the question going? I'm so nervous. No, no. So, so like, <laughs> how did you how did you find that? Like, I know you kind of touched on it there, but how did you find like being forced into a situation to talk to a person that you usually wouldn't have spoken to? It's probably the best yeah. way to put that. Like, so I think it's funny. I think I snapped into like 
uh, <laughs> I think I was the least nervous out of the three of us, right? Because um, we've all got our special things that we bring to the table. <laughs> Mine is ADHD and and, uh, and I guess like enthusiasm, I guess. You're certainly not a wallflower. Um, someone once said that I've got the enthusiasm of an American and I was like, I'll take it. Um, and what I would say is it was really interesting because I just snapped, at first I snapped into like radio production mode where I was like, so, tell me about your favourite uh, film. And then someone else I said, tell me about someone that means a lot to you in your life. Like questions that I would, or even the kind of question I'd ask someone in a job interview, if I'm honest, yeah. right? Um, just as like a starting point, because I find most people were quite nervous and they weren't coming to the table with a question, right? So I, I kind of did what I always do, which is just kind of like warm up the crowd. And then before I knew it, I was just actually having a genuine conversation. So even though I was trying to be fake as fuck, I couldn't. Because I was sitting there at a table in front of someone having chat. And it, so it really actually challenged me and made me realise that I need I needed to rethink the way I integrate myself in society, not joking, <laughs> workplaces, not joking, and also um, relationships. And I think since, if I reflect personally on what's happened since <laughs> this meeting event, I have changed my job. I have started dating some people, a, a person, a, a person. I'm, I'd love to say I'm polyamorous, but I, I don't know if I can commit to being polyamorous. <laughs> Um, and also, um, you know, reconnected with my family. So for me, the way I look at it, even though I'm only realising this right now, um, that speed dating event was like the start of me readjusting everything. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that was so I don't know if that's an endorsement oh, or not. That, but was, that was more intense than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it is interesting because you, that is you, you're having to talk to someone on a human level, like as in, yeah. I work in IT and I've worked in many industries. I've worked in big corporate, I've worked in other stuff. It's dead easy to go into a meeting and have your meeting and go into a room and have your team and talk to your team and do all of that type of stuff. And it's really easy to just be the person that you have decided to be in that moment. Exactly. Whereas if someone is directly in front of you talking to you and they're being open and honest, it almost kind of forces you yeah. to have to be open and honest. Like it's you know what I mean, so it's 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 interesting that I never really kind of really thought about it, thought about it on a the, the kind of social level of the scenario, yeah. but it is very much like you're having to, like I said, it's kind of because you're forced, like as in, because you're there and you've paid your money or whatever and you've got an amount of time that you're in front you of You feel person. committed to it yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah, exactly, so you're kind of forced to talk to a person yeah. at a human level, which pretty much doesn't really happen in life. And I think it's interesting too because when I was talking to Jason, like I'm sure Jason won't mind, well, sorry Jason, I'm saying this whether you want me to or not. <laughs> you don't edit the, the episodes. Um, he uses Grindr too much and he uses it almost like entertainment, right? Um, and I think he found it very challenging coming to speed dating night because I'm the kind of person where, I, where I'm at in life, I'm, I'm not, never usually phased by meeting new people and stuff. Um, but I get not everyone's, and that's only because of practice, right? Like, it, I didn't used to be like this. <laughs> and then, but for Jason, he was very anxious, and I'm talking like sweating. Yeah, it's, it's scary, right? 
Um, and I think it helped him realise that I don't think... I, I hope it's helped him realise that he's not going to find what he's looking for on a dating app. Because there is a purpose to them. So, for instance, I've got a friend that lives, ironically, in Canada, because Jason is Canadian. But I've got another friend that lives in Canada. He would use Grindr as a, as like a as home base. So he'd land in a country and meet, meet an interesting person and just have a wee adventure and then be like, see you later. And then that would be it, kind of thing. Because ultimately, you know, who better to give you the guide tour of a city than someone that's fully integrated in that city, right? Yeah. That in itself is problematic though, right? Because then how authentic is that interaction or whatever? Yes, but I mean, one of the things that come up is there's loads of people who end up, there's, cause there's people that have ended up being friends, isn't there? There's people that have told you oh, that through the events. Friend groups, through That's the happened events. quite a lot. Oh, wow, okay. A lot of people, like, there's a lot of people come to it regular things, they go to meet friends, to meet new people, kind oh. of like-minded people, so a lot of people actually use it to meet yeah. friends. So is that... There's even a few friendships made from it, they've said yeah. that they've got a group of people now that they go out with, that they've met through that. That's exciting. Nice. And again, that's, in a lot of cases, that's newly or relatively newly out people who yeah. didn't have... Wow, that's who, who don't want it. Like, where like, do you find that group of people? Again, mm. like, like, we're in Glasgow, this is probably there, right? What's not happening, I mean, it might happen in the odd occasion, but what's never happened is a newly outed person isn't going to follow making friends. Like, that's, no. that's not happening. Yeah, 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 I mean, like, that's not happening. <laughs> Just for anyone listening from across the pond, holler to our American and Canadian listeners, we see you in the analytics. Um, you, if you want to go on a... <laughs> I don't. I can't endorse that I am polo. I can't do it. They're not paying me to say it. So I'm not saying it. If you want, if you want to, if you want to get lucky, don't go to polo. Use a dating app instead. No. Um, how would you explain an I am polo? Problematic. So if someone get well, I mean, plot twist. So my best, my best friend, my best friend yeah. is very gay, right? Yeah, and, yeah. He's, uh, and he's been out since he was, I don't know, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. He's now nearly forty. Does he I mean? love it? So, does he love polo? No, he doesn't. Oh, thank God. But, okay. But he doesn't. But there's obviously a time in your life where yeah, you need you're going to the gay clubs yeah. because. You have to find yourself. You and it's liberating. And, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but the music, so, the music is so terrible sometimes. But the problem is, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's yeah, a, it's a lot and daunting for yeah, like someone who's newly out to find themselves in a situation where lots of the room isn't newly out and are comfortable right. in themselves. Yeah, Here's a great example, right? Yeah, well, imagine this, right? So you're newly out. You've got one gay friend from work for talking sake, right? And then your gay friend at work is like, oh, there's this really great night you can go to called DILF. Now DILF, for anyone across the pond, is a night, we'll just Google it, whatever. Um, but it's basically, oh my God, how do you describe it? I've never been, but apparently it is the, a, a fetish night where you wear jock straps and that's it. And there's music and there's daddies and bears, baby. Um, which sounds really hilarious and I would go for the science it's, but it's, also terrifying like imagine that would refer more, it's even more intense if we take it out of the UK it's much more <laughs> yeah. it's yeah because we're quite in Germany we're quite, like, yeah. we born in here it's very conservative here yeah. in comparison to as in Germany it's yeah. much more Liberal, liberal. Yeah. <laughs> liberal, liberal's yeah. a very loose way you say that. And that's the thing actually that's really interesting is like, 
this is this podcast was Sarah's idea. She's the one that frequents Belgium and all these places and gets all the kind of spicy things in her life. But one day we'll get stories out of her, I swear. But anyway, um, okay. Yeah, so that's what I was just saying. Like, because like you've been a various gay bars around Glasgow, right? Yeah. So, where's your experience and? Finding yourself in a gay bar around lots of and it must be different because as a as a woman as well, right? I imagine it's more sexually charged for a man. I guess, like you know what I mean, like I don't know though. Is it though? Like, cause Katie, like Katie's is a bar in Glasgow that's really fun. I've gone to a couple of times, not You've recently. Katie's, granted. <laughs> well, you found yourself being touched in the bar, haven't you? Oh wow! A, a couple, a couple of times. Yeah, like by times. by women, yeah. Yeah. How do you navigate that conversation? Are you like, oh, I don't think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> it happens to me in gay bars, and that's actually why I don't go to gay bars most of the time, because I'm like, it makes me very uncomfortable. The last time you were quite proud of yourself, because you said about <laughs> You're like, I still got it. <laughs> I think I just have no time, no thank you. <laughs> oh, you're so polite. I think I just have no thank you. And that's then just nice. Walked, and just walked off. I mean, oh, that's lovely though. Oh, I love lesbians. And, and also bisexual women. But imagine you found yourself in a scenario where... <laughs> I can't believe I just said I love lesbians. <laughs> I love lesbians. You're, you're, you're newly out, you're not entirely comfortable with yourself, yeah. and you're now in Kate's bar getting touched up by a woman. Yeah, like, wow. That's, that's wild. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've never even... That's the thing, right? So, back in the day, when I was doing all these terrible promotional jobs, some of which were great, whatever, most of them were terrible, um, and I got booked on one that was in a gay bar, which shall remain nameless. And it was minging, like, I was getting pure leered at by the manager of the actual bar. I wasn't even wearing anything revealing, I was literally wearing jeans and a tight-fitting t-shirt. Um, and it was the most uncomfortable I've ever felt, and I was like, is this what it feels like to be a woman in a bar? Like, I just felt really minging. And then they combined that with the terrible music. Maybe I should start a gay pub or a bar. That could be the next thing. <laughs> um, okay, so do you have any more questions about my experience or, or the boys' experience? Because also James and Jason as well, their experiences. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I'd certainly say that, that the, the, what, what you brought up is very interesting because I hadn't ever really thought about it like that. Um, yeah. How did you find oh. the diverse range of people? So, oh, I liked that. Because, yeah, because there's, there, there is, there's kind of different levels to us. Different other flavors. Than, yeah, other than having to talk to someone, you're definitely going to find yourself in a scenario where you're talking to maybe a neurodivergent 21 year old yeah. and, a, and a guy who has been out for the last yeah. 40 years, and literally 40 years yeah. because he's, yeah, he's, he's like maybe virgin on 15, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's there as well. So Into it, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but in, in that scenario, like, how did you find... How did you find adapting to that situation if it wasn't the type of person you would usually talk to? Um, I think if it wasn't the type of person, I, well, I, I'm happy to talk to anyone, right? So if it wasn't the type of person I'd usually date... Yeah, that's what I mean, talk to sexually. Yeah, yeah. I'd, still, I'd still, like, kind of dip a toe in the water and be like, what's this situation? And then try and, like, get, get their vibe or whatever. And just basically see if there was, like, a good energy between us or, or whatever. Um, and... Yeah, but I think, and then I think, because I'm able to suss people out quite quick, I was able to kind of identify people that I would want to actually see again or date. And then from that, I then, during the conversation, would pivot more towards just like friendly banter and stuff. Um, 
It was really interesting actually observing as well. Because every so often I'd like have a wee sneaky peek and see what James and Jason were up to, right? <laughs> and every time I looked around at Jason, I'd be like, I like thumbs up, and he'd be like, stop it. Because <laughs> he was he's so socially awkward. And um I can't tell if James was actually nervous or not, because he's got a great poker face. Never play a game of cards with, with James, because you end up with first of all no clothes and secondly uh, no money. Um as well. But yeah, I don't know, it's it was quite interesting because like one person did the tactic of their tried to like create a connection between us by like <laughs> body contact, <laughs> like kind of like touching my arm, and I was like, I don't, I don't like that. It's a bit much for me. Yeah, <laughs> and not in like a, not in an inappropriate way. They're just trying. That's just their body language and that how they communicate with people, right? But that's that NLP type stuff. Right. So, you know, yeah. you're at a bar, you touch their elbow or whatever. Yeah. You do that because it creates a connection. It creates. Uh, and I was like, I can do the opposite. I think something. Yeah, I was like sliding away very slowly. <laughs> I can't imagine you being touched in the hand and doing anything. <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> I think if I, I think I would only be, but that just shows though like how we're all out of practice, right? And I think that was the thing that kind of sparked me to kind of like get things moving myself is ultimately I realised I'm out of practice when it comes to dating, well, like out, actual dating. So out of practice, here's a wee side story and me and Natalie were both involved in that side story so like we were at a family event and my uncle was asking us about how we met and we were talking about it being a date and that. And he was struggling understanding. Was he like a dating app? What? Uh, yeah, well, see, I mean, uh, so when I say my uncle, I used to go to the pub with him quite a lot. So mm. it was the same age difference between me and him as it was between him and my dad. And oh, wow. Like, okay. So he was like a big brother to me, and my dad yeah. was his big brother forever, right? So, and we were all friends, we were all into music and stuff. So he was asking us about. Essentially, he was really struggling, wasn't he? When he was yeah. like, uh, <laughs> when you go to, you're not going to bars to meet people and stuff anymore. And it was like, no, no. definitely not. People are in the bars on Tinder trying to find Yeah, how sad is that though? Yeah. <laughs> but you're also like with your friends. So you're out with your friends, yeah. but you're not looking for a date. Yeah. And it's almost like, Looking like going yeah, out to the to bar. You're not looking for anyone. You're just sitting across from each other in the same bar, messaging on Tinder. Yeah, wild, absolutely wild. But it's like so you and your friends go out, and it's now like they're almost two different things. Like it's almost expected that yeah. not not uniquely, but it's almost expected that you don't approach someone because yeah. it, for numerous reasons. First and foremost, it's kind of more understood that maybe they don't want that. Maybe they don't want approach them like they don't want to fill up at Kate's bar, do you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. they like they're not in that situation. Sometimes, yeah. you, don't want that. Sometimes you don't want that. <laughs> it doesn't just to say it doesn't always happen at Kate's no, bar. No 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 that's terrible and actually Katie, bad. Yeah. I mentioned it like I know but, but it just means because it happens, it happens anywhere. It happens everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of what I mean. Like maybe you, yeah, yeah maybe you don't want that. So like so and then but it's kinda like I said it's kinda almost socially more accepted now that yeah that people know that people don't want that so like people yeah. who are out with their friends are out with their friends and if they're out on a date they're out on a date but those two things don't always are very rarely now mingling I would agree. bars yeah. right so it then means that now so my uncle was really struggling with this mm. because he was just like so would you not just like talk to someone at a bar and it's like absolutely not <laughs> a stranger not. no no listen i will <laughs> not be i will not phone someone unless I've known them for 10 years like the, the, the idea that I'm going to talk to a stranger at a bar and then not instantly think well that was awkward and weird like do you yeah. know what I mean like, like because because you don't because in a bar especially it's loud and it's there's a lot going on and they're there you with their friends you can't get to know the person really can you and they're right. there with their friends yeah. so and then their friends are now watching you and the thing is 
I'm saying that as if, like, this is a unique experience. That's what the world was. Yeah. That's what happened. But now it just simply doesn't happen anymore, don't it? Whereas speed dating event mm. kind of creates that situation again. Yep. I think the good thing is what I'm thinking, what I'm realising actually, I'm having an epiphany. I'm thinking this is cool because you're ahead of the trend, right? Because ultimately we've reached a plateau when it comes to dating apps, right? So, you know, I went to a friend's wedding in the Czech Republic and they met through a dating app and all their friends and family were like, this is wild, you went through a dating app? How weird. Um, But like, it's kind of normal now, right? So, and that means that there's going to be a plateau for like monetization for the tech companies, right? So really the next thing is going to be real world events. So yeah, so the eventy is definitely ahead of the curve when it comes to, sorry, the eventy is definitely ahead of the curve when it comes to this kind of stuff, I think, in terms of trends and seeing it in, I'm so glad and thankful that you invited us to it, by the way, because seeing it in person actually made it make a lot more sense and also because like James went for the the band turn for the attention, right? Jason went because he's too polite and he doesn't say no to things. <laughs> but ultimately, the three of us left with a different view on dating, and yeah. So I'm like, excited to see what happens over the next few months and years with the eventy. So, if people want more information about the eventy or to go to one of the events, where do you go? What do you do? Where'd you sell your tickets? Sorry, tickets are on sale on Oh, Eventbrite. <laughs> the tickets are on sale on Eventbrite and on Outsavvy. Love it, um, love it. Most recommendation is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You have a webpage? I have, oh, I have a webpage. Indeed, indeed. The, the webpage will, will be getting redone because I've been oh. told off for not redoing <laughs> oh, it. And uh. I do web pages for my job, ah. so I don't, really don't have an excuse not to. Love so it. I got told off about that last night, don't I? And then don't forget, if you go to the event, leave a comment. Wait, hang on. What will we say? We'll say something like... Leave a review? Yeah, so we'll say... Yeah. And then don't forget, if you go to the event, to leave a wee review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast, even on YouTube Podcasts, because that's now launched as well, in the UK at least, um, on some devices that have been updated with the app. Great. Anyway, um... Leave a review and let us know about how you got on during your speed dating event. Did you meet the love of your life? Did you get Did you get lucky? Did you Were your perception on your entire reality was it shifted? <laughs> I mean, did you have an epiphany? Did you, did you? Um, but just let us know how you get on because we would be fascinated to hear, especially the architects of this goddamn podcast, Sarah. I'm going to make sure you go to this one of these speed dating events, Sarah, if it kills me. Um, me I've said to this to you both about this. Um, me and Sarah had this idea of getting our mums to go to one of the nights at some point uh, because we think it'd be really funny because they're both free and single and ready to mingle. So I don't know, maybe that'll happen in the future. But yeah. So interestingly, if you are worried about going, because I get it, it's also yeah. still daunting, you offer bring a friend for the early bird stuff and stuff, don't you? Ah. Um, not for the early bird, but on the full price tickets. Um, so how does this work then? So on any purchase of a full price ticket, we do a bird bed for free. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, cool. That's exciting. Awesome. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm like crawling to the finish line. 
So, as we say in the exact same way, every single episode without deviation, it's always been the same end of the episode strapline. It's on every t-shirt, every piece of merch, promo code, hashtag, dating. Um, stay... Positive. <laughs> don't. We're staying for the start. Yes, just stay positive. Stay positive. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Let's have a kiki. Let's have a kiki, baby. <laughs> oh. So, smash that. What is it we're saying? We're not on YouTube. Oh, we are on YouTube. Wait. So you're going to smash. Now it's getting confusing. It's getting complex because the narrative is changing. Because now we have to say... Smash the like button. Smash the like button on YouTube. Don't forget to follow... No, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube because you can now listen to podcasts on YouTube as well and watch a video version if you want to. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts because that's where it pays our bills and helps finance future endeavours and also means you unlock content ranging from the Faith Me podcast which explores matters of identity through the lens of faith uh, and also historical oddities that we have created previously. Uh, don't forget on Spotify you can subscribe there, no, follow there, follow, follow, follow there Spotify, yes. on Spotify and you can leave a comment and a review now which is great and then if you listen on Amazon Music why are you doing that? But also, I support you in your endeavours. I believe you can review there? I don't know. I, it's not my business. I would imagine that you can, but I've uh, never had to. If you're listening on Deezer, did Deezer do podcasts? I don't even know. If you're listening on Deezer, um, hi there. And also Overcast. I know y'all Americans love Overcast. Um, there's really a lot of podcast services, so we're not going to cover them all right now. Um, it'd be nice if there was just one singular one, it'd be a lot more time efficient and if they could all just choose the same language so that we didn't need to keep changing it, it'd be really yeah, useful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was one of the biggest... Uh, also, video podcasts can get in the bin. Yeah, well, that's it. So weirdly, the, as I was saying, we were, we were talking about a new podcast and uh, the, idea, the, the idea is that if we do it, we're probably going to do it as are a gonna, video podcast. Are you gonna, oh God, it's so much effort though. I know. It's, it's Lighting, good. makeup. It's cool, we've got we've, one, of, one of our, like, Gavel, he's uh, very technically able, so he's going to do all the editing, yeah. so thankfully I don't need to worry oh, about that's good. That's So good. that's why, that's why me and Jerry, that's the only reason me and Jerry are going to do a podcast yeah. again, because we've done the editing, we've done all that, we've done the recording, we've done the, like, I mean, it's a moan, right, but we've done the hours and hours and hours of work that you have to do for every podcast, and now we're going to do one where we get to watch Daft Cartoons and talk about it. So, what is the name of your new podcast? Well, I believe it's going to be uh, the Nay Danger Room because yeah. Danger Room would be the place that the X Men uh, love it, and it's going to be watching the X Men animated series episode by episode and discussing the nonsense that is in it. It's we were, the editing behind it, the the kind of graphical mistakes that they make with these scenes and stuff like that. It's it's a good laugh and it's kind of generationally, it's. It's a theme tune and a TV series that everyone yeah. who is of a certain age definitely watch. And there's a new series coming out. There's the new, they've remade it. My query is though, who is your favourite X-Men? Or, or X-Person? Are we calling people now? I, don't X, know. I mean, pro- X-Men probably is the, the toxic, isn't it? It's yeah. Do you have a favourite X-Men? Don't watch the, X-Men. I would say mine is, is Rogue. Obviously, love a little bit of rogue. I mean, it's <laughs> probably. I see. That's, that's a big question for me, right? So, so 
if it's from the entire series, yeah, if it's yeah. from all the X-Men, like, my favourite character is probably, like, Juggernaut or something like that, but my favourite X-Men's Gambit. Yeah! Which one's Gambit again? The Cajun when it throws cards that explode. Yeah! So fun. Yes, yeah, so, so that's, uh, that's an absolute delight. Well, if we ever do a season five, Natalie at that point will tell you what her favourite X-Men, <laughs> or, sorry, X-Person or women. I want you to, you'll have to listen to her podcast. Yeah. So by that point, you'll, you'll be, you'll be well-versed. You'll be well-versed. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's me. No more podcasts for me. I now need to go meet music. So that's great. Um, oh, so whilst this is the, my last episode of the podcast, thank Jesus Christ, Britney Spears and Buddha, next week, it's an all-girls episode in which they will be discussing the super casual, not problematic theme of birth control which shall include every aspect that you could possibly imagine ranging from the coil to the pill to the pulling out method to condoms so I'm trying not to make eye contact with people right now as I'm <laughs> saying all these words um, and yeah and you know it's going to be a little bit medical but a lot more personal stories so it's definitely one not to miss see you next week hey thank you for listening the Don't Date Me podcast is created by Jamie Sparks Productions. If you enjoyed it, follow our show and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can rate us each time you listen to an episode. Pure day it as it helps people find our show. Keep in touch by dropping us an email at don'tdatemepod at itsjamiesparks.com and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at don'tdatemepod. If you love what we're doing, please consider donating to UNICEF to aid the people of Ukraine. Recently, our listeners raised £410 after gift matching. You can find the link in the show notes. See you on the next episode. Yay! Okay, what drink would you like?